Giants fans, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Only a Giant. A lot I want to get to today, I guess. Then again, when don't I have a lot I want to get to. Super pumped to be here. You know, we're getting closer to the draft. We're a little bit more than, well, we're about a week and a half away, I would say. You know, by the time this is out, it'll be Sunday or maybe Saturday night. And we're just getting there. You know, it's 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 almost doesn't feel like it's this close to the draft but we're we're here we're getting really close starting to smell like the draft uh draft you know free agency obviously is always a, a blast for me the draft is like my number one offseason thing that I, I just love so the draft for me i mean i'm so excited and yeah so the, the plan for this episode i think we'll do the beer of the episode uh which will be an other half beer and We'll do a little bit of a mock draft, but I'm not going to do like a full first round. I'm going to do the first round up to the Giants pick in the first round. And then I'm just going to kind of keep going with the Giants picks as, as kind of, as we go down the, down the way, um, you know, take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) These mock drafts are, are very few and far between. Right. And it's just more for the fun of it, uh, but there are some players that I really like. And actually, I even have a couple of undrafted guys I really want the Giants to take a look at um, and maybe make them like a you know a preferred free agent or something like that. So yeah, let's kick things off. And here we go with the, the normal stuff here. We're going to start off with the beer of the episode, and it's going to be Other Half Brewing, and it's Viridian Dream. It's an Oat Cream India Pale Ale. I've never had this. I have had some other half beers, and I've always really liked them. It's 6.8%, and I'm really curious about the oat cream part of it because, to me, that just seems like kind of a weird combo with an IPA. Um, but we'll kind of do the, the, the same thing as normal. You know, I'll give it a rating off of um, Untapped, and the average rating on Untapped, which, man, I probably shouldn't have looked at this first, uh, it has a high rating though, four point two four. So that's kind of setting setting the bar high. Um, so I guess we'll kind of just get right into it. You know, this is a brewery in Brooklyn, New York. I had a good conversation with a couple other guys on Twitter today when I was getting ready to do this episode about some other beers and this quadruple IPA. Man, that to me is something <laughs> I'm really excited to try to find. And it's made by District. 96 i believe district 96 brewery and yeah you know i'm in the syracuse area so i'm definitely gonna have to hunt around a little bit and see if i can find this i've never had a quadruple ipa before it's hard enough i feel like to find triple ipas so when i get you know when i find a triple i'm, I'm pretty excited so i definitely something I'm, I'm gonna have to look into maybe i'll try to stock them a little bit on instagram or something like that and see if uh see if there's stuff around at all so yeah, here we go. Let's just crack this bad boy open and kind of get right into it so we can start talking about the Giants, start talking about draft, and let's do it, you know? Kind of an interesting can. It's, it's you know, Hunter Green, I would say. Um, has kind of like some foliage in the background. The can itself is silver, but then it has a blue top, which is kind of cool, like a two, uh, blue um, part where you open the can. So... <laughs> Little things, but that's actually kind of unique. I don't, I don't think I typically see something like that. So, yeah, guys, cheers for a, a good Saturday night. Another night closer to the draft. I appreciate everyone that's here listening with me or 
anything, you know, any questions anyone ever has, feel free to reach out to me. I really appreciate that. And here we go. Good, good beer. So smooth. You know, I think I, I almost feel like that cream right up front and it kind of just kind of eases the beer into your palate and kind of that, that flavor really kind of comes on subtle, but it's got a good, good flavor to it. That's, that's a really good, I'm not used to being something being so kind of smooth like that, especially an IPA. Um, man, you know, I, I hate that. I already saw the untapped score because I want to go right around that. I'm going to give it a four though. Good flavor. It does have a little bit of a good aroma to it. You know, it's nothing too pungent, but it has uh, has a nice aroma to it. You know, kind of including the can design in this too for some dumb reason, but I like it. It looks cool. And it's a good brewery. You know, I, I have had their beers before, so it's definitely something that I was excited to be able to find. I did get a couple other, other half beers, so we'll definitely have to check those out too at some point here. So... Yeah, we'll, we'll give it a four and kind of go from there. So, guys, let's jump right into the mock draft. And I did use the PFF mock draft simulator. Um, and I was able to kind of target the players that I wanted to. And it actually kind of really worked out exactly how I wanted it to. I did set it up so it's, you know, as real as possible with positional needs and, you know, the PFF board and stuff like that. But it's still kind of tough to really trust these simulators. So I did kind of have to get it set up how I wanted it to, um, to have it come out how I wanted it to. Now, obviously the first round is the first round. There really wasn't all I could do with that. First pick, obvious Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. Second pick, Zach Wilson. Third pick was kind of a little bit of a surprise. I would say it was Justin Fields, which to me, I don't like Justin Fields going there from the Giants standpoint, because I think that I would want Mac Jones to go at three because he's the outlier to me. He, yes, he, he's probably is going to be a top 15 quarterback, but he's the one that could slip out of the top 10. And I, I'd rather have him drafted high with San Fran. And then, you know, Justin Fields isn't going to slip past us probably, which just pushes better players down. Pick four, you know, the Atlanta Falcons have come out and said, or supposedly said that they're not drafting a quarterback. I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe it's true. Maybe it isn't. This has them taking Jamar Chase, and I personally don't love it. Um, But I also don't really know where else they go if they're not going quarterback. Um, You know, Panay Suel probably would have been the pick I would have picked for them. Maybe, you know, you could look at a cornerback or, or something. But the talent in this draft is the wide receiver class. It's, it's so deep, um, which kind of makes it tough to, you know, force that pick in the first round. But it's it's going to happen. You know, that's the draft. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals are up next. And in this mock simulation here, they actually take Devontae Smith. Devonta Smith, sorry. And I don't really agree with that pick either, but... It's forced, obviously, with Jamar Chase getting taken before him. I think if Jamar is on the board right there, he's definitely going to be the pick. But it is what it is. And, you know, this is just kind of a mock draft, so it is what it is. Pick six, the uh, Miami Dolphins take Micah Parsons. Um, 
I like that because as much as he's someone that I think the Giants could benefit from having, I just don't like the baggage. And that doesn't mean that he's a bad person. That doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player in the NFL and that he's not going to have a successful career in the NFL. He very he probably will. I just don't like the baggage. You know, I don't I don't think that the Giants are going to be looking at him as someone that they can trust and someone that they they can build a defense around. Granted, they have a lot of other pieces on this defense, so I think you know, from a leadership standpoint, I think he would have people to look up to, have people to direct him. So if the Giants did draft him, then I think we would be okay. But that would have to be something that would pass through Judge and pass through Patrick Graham as someone that they're willing to take take on and you know take the risk on with him. And maybe there is no risk. Maybe he really is just a, a good kid with some misunderstood stuff that happened in his past. I don't know. I don't personally buy that, though, personally. And yeah, it, it kind of is what it is. Pick seven, Panay Suel goes to the Detroit Lions. Um, not a bad pick, you know. I, I know they got Jared Goff. It wouldn't shock me if they went quarterback or wide receiver um, or tight end. You know, they, they do have a lot of lot of different options there. I know they have a tight end already on the roster, but um, yeah, definitely a lot of options. Pick eight in this simulation goes to the Carolina Panthers and Trey Lance, which don't not happening. I definitely don't think that's happening in my mind. I would think Trey Lance would maybe go to Detroit or maybe Denver or something like that, but it is what it is. Pick nine, the Denver Broncos take Mac Jones. So he did still sneak into the top 10 in this simulation, which is good for the Giants because it does push other players down. Pick 10, Dallas, which, you know, I think four is a little rich for Kyle Pitts as far as drafting a tight end. Pick 10, I I don't love seeing Kyle Pitts go to Dallas because I think he could be a really good weapon for them. But also, take him because they need help on defense badly. So if you want to take another offensive weapon and just get shredded all year, fine by me. I don't trust um, McCarthy to, to do a good job there. I think they'll be middle of the road at best. Even with Kyle Pitts, I don't think he's going to put them over the edge. Now, if they took, you know, Patrick Sertain or another corner or, uh, you know, they, they need help on defense. That's really just what it boils down to. So, guys, that gets us to the Giants pick, pick 11. And we have a lot of people sitting on on the board that we can still look at. Uh, you can look at Rashawn Slater, which is obviously a favorite. Look at Jalen Waddle. You know, if we really wanted to look at Patrick Sertain, we could. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is always an option. A lot of a lot of good pieces, but guys, if you if you listen to anything I put out there, you know where I'm going with this. It's Jalen Waddle. The guy is just electric, and it's still something that I think we need. I know, you know, we're we're, we're getting better with our offensive weapons, and and we definitely have some talent there now. But we're still so frail. We're so thin. And, you know, while Waddle may lack size, he he still will go up and get the ball. He loves to get up there for those contested catches. He loves to catch passes over the middle. And he has a great football IQ. And then you throw in the fact that he can, you know, return kicks. He can return punts. Now, with him, obviously, I think that he has to pass medicals 
for the Giants to, you know, for this to be a consideration. But I think he would come into a perfect situation where he's not going to be forced into a number one role or a number two role or a slot role. He's kind of going to do a little bit of everything. He can learn. We can see what he's going to be best at. If we need to use him as more of a gadget player for the time being, we can do that. And it just helps overall with the depth for the wide receiver position, which is frail. You know, we don't have depth. And that's something I'll get into a little bit later if that doesn't tell you anything else about the rest of this mock draft. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my pick is Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. It's just gonna it's gonna be a great pick. It's gonna it's gonna fit right into what we need, and it's gonna help this offense, which is what Gettleman wants to do. The you know we're gonna get right into the second round. I'm not gonna go round by round as far as you know who is available. I'm just gonna kind of tell you who I picked. So the next pick for me is Wyatt Davis, guard from Ohio State, another guy that you know. He was he played in more a, of a reserve role in his first two seasons, and once he kind of came in and started playing, he was a stud. You know, he's got really strong lower body. Um, he can you know be in that like gap power zone scheme. Uh, it's just a, a player that can come right in and probably start for the Giants. Uh, it, it it's tough to make this pick for me because. While I, I think this is what they should do, and while I'm not shy about the fact that they could take Rashawn Slater in the first round too, I just worry that the Giants really like the young players that they have. And that's not a bad thing if that's the case, because they know what they're doing, I, I guess. You know, with this staff, at least I feel much more confident than in the past. So if they do like the position that they're in, then maybe you look at some other players here. Maybe you look at, I don't know someone else here <laughs> an edge or, or, or a linebacker or something there are a lot of uh, good players that could have been available so maybe actually maybe we'll go look at that we could always look at someone like maybe ronnie perkins or something like that um but yeah wyatt davis i i, I think he could, would come right in he would compete at either side you know whatever they decided if they like will hernandez if they like um shane lemieux a little bit more which I think they probably like Lemieux a little bit more, but I do like to see um, that Will Hernandez is working out with, with Pert right now too. And he looks like he's trying to get a little bit um, more mobile and you know be able to be a little bit more athletic. I think it would be big for him. My next pick, third round, pick number 76, is Chaz Surratt from UNC. I think he would come right in and... Probably he'd probably take snaps from uh, Tay Crowder, but I think he's a much he's a much better linebacker, and you know he he does have the football IQ, but he's also very raw still. But he does have high upside, which is part of that. You know he he does have the speed; he he can make plays. You know his junior or sorry, twenty nineteen, he had one hundred and fifteen tackles with fifteen tackles for loss with six and a half snacks. Yes, I said snacks. I must be hungry. Um, in 2020, he had 91 tackles with seven and a half tackles for loss. Six sacks again. Snacks, whatever. And he's just a, a guy that can stop the run. He seems to be able to you know, play anywhere that they need him to. Uh, but he needs to learn. And, and, and you know, maybe he'll come in to start and maybe he will be behind Tate Crowder. Um, 
to, you know, just get a feel for the game and, and kind of learn what, for what Patrick Graham wants him to do. But he's a high upside player. He's a player that, you know, had he had another year in, you know, this this scheme with North Carolina, he may have turned out to be, a you know, a first rounder or a second rounder. And he still could sneak into the second round, late second round. I don't think he does, uh, but he's a player for the Giants uh, that I think I think will fit right into what to to what the defense wants. And then throw in the fact that you know he probably can cover some of the more athletic tight ends in the league, and you know because he is kind of rangy too, which which is something that I do like about him. So Chess Surratt, third round, that's my pick. Now before we do the fourth round pick, I, I want to tell you guys about something that I'm pretty excited about. And I guess we'll just start it off with this, guys. Do you remember that Evan Ingram drop? Philly, game on the line, third down. Killer. Killer. That's how the Giants lost. Man, just really grinds your gears, if you know if you know what I mean. If you were the GM, what would you do with him? Would you cut him? Would you keep working on him? Would you try to trade him? Well, I want to tell you about greats of the gridiron. Greats of a Gridiron is a football simulation gaming experience that gives you complete control of a team as you attempt to outdraft, outdesign, and outcoach other players from around the world to win the coveted, coveted Gridiron Bowl and stake your claim to greatness. Be the general manager, scout, draft, and trade players to build a team of your liking. If a player drops a must-catch pass, trade him. Punt returner can't hang onto the ball? Trade him. Quarterback throws picks like they're Christmas gifts? Trade him. Be the offensive and defensive coordinators. Draw up plays and practice them on the field before the game. Giving up too many deep balls? Hit the drawing board and put in some deep zone coverages with an extra DB to blitz and put some pressure on the quarterback. Be the head coach. Got a bomb in the playbook that would catch any opposing defense off guard in short yardage situations? You can set that play to be called on second and short from your 35. Just remember, if your tight end drops a wide open pass and is on the team the next week, if your defense gets run or passed all over, and if your team punts the ball rather than attempt a 56-yard field goal to win the game, you have only yourself to blame. Are you willing to accept that? Are you willing to do what it takes to be considered one of the greats of the gridiron? Find out September 10th when the game kicks off. Available on Steam for Wishlist Now. Okay, guys, let's get right back into it. And this probably probably isn't going to be a popular pick, but I'm going to do it anyway. And the pick is Seth Williams, wide receiver from, from Auburn. Yeah, I know. Everyone's going to beat this to death probably because, yes, we have wide receivers on this team now, and it's a good feeling. It's, it's nice. But when you really look at it, we have Kenny Galladay. You have Sterling Shepard. You have Darius Slayton. Now you have Jalen Waddell. And then what? Austin Mack, John Ross, one-year deal, CJ Board, Dante Pettis, Derek Dillon, David Stil- David Sills. I know this pick seems like a luxury, and it kind of is a luxury at this point. But Sterling Shepard is one hit to the head away from being out for his career. Yes, injuries happen to everyone. I know that. I know that. It's 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 a story as old as time. But regardless of that point, it, it's realistic. 
you know, when we had Austin Mack out there last year, I mean, he, he made a couple plays here and there. Maybe it was more to do with the fact that our offense just wasn't good. But outside of, of Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, we had nothing last year, guys. Darius Slayton honestly had a better year than I really feel like he had. But Sterling Shepard still, you know, gets hurt. You know, he's, he's kind of a smaller receiver. He's someone that I don't know how long we can rely on him. Maybe he'll be here for another five years. Maybe he'll be for, here for two. That being said, we have Kenny Galladay. And then, you know, Jalen Waddle. And I, I just think that adding to a strength is nothing but good at this point. There's not another player that really popped up in this draft where I felt good about it. And it just seems like a pick that is going to make sense for the Giants. He has a lot of upside. You know, he's someone that's going to go up and get the ball. He he has the part the, the look of a traditional X receiver. And he's an all right route runner, but he's very physical. Um, he'll get better. You know, he ran around a four five in with a 37 inch leap. He's, he's got a lot of tools. He's going to be a good player. I think in this league and it's someone that I think in the fourth round, I would be willing to take a chance on and go with it. That being said, I, I wouldn't be completely shocked if this pick is used to, you know, maybe move up a little bit in the draft somewhere, you know, in the third round or second round or something. Um, I, I know that the first round pick, I'd love to see Gettleman trade back if, if you know, the package was right. It's not going to happen. You know, he, he more often than not will move up. So we don't have a lot of picks this year, and I wouldn't be shocked to see us, you know, trade around a little bit, but we'll see. Um, so that's the fourth round pick. Now we do not have a fifth round pick, so we'll go right into the sixth round where we have two picks. We have pick 196 and we have pick 201, and those are actually our last two picks, which is a little unfortunate, I would say. Um, but pick 196, I went with a halfback, Jarrett Patterson out of Buffalo, who he's, he's stocky, you know, he's, he's shorter than six foot, um, but he's a, a hard runner. He's very mobile though. He can run in inside, which is something that I think this team needs, so, you know, a hard runner that is willing to run inside. He can catch the ball. He can pick up, uh, pick up the blitzes and he's got enough talent, I think, to, stick on this team the running back position for the Giants right now is still kind of weird you know I don't really feel great about what we have right now other than Saquon obviously so I'm not going to be surprised to see us add one you know maybe maybe two backs maybe an undrafted free agent back as well and that's actually a position I'm I'm curious to see what we do so yeah Jarrett Patterson sixth round 196 and from Buffalo, and I think that'll be uh, that'll be a good fit for what the Giants are looking for. He, you know, he's a stout little guy. He's 195 pounds. He's a lot of power. He, uh, he he also he's had a lot of carries in his college career. He's had over 600 carries, which is something I'd be a little bit worried about. But we're also not drafting him to be a starter. You know, he might get five carries a game, maybe. You know, and that's depending on Booker and kind of everything else that happens. But the guy produces, you know, in his three-year career, he's had 52 touchdowns, which is awesome. He's also, you know, caught the ball a little bit, nothing too crazy, but he's shown that he can catch the ball. Um, he's averaged over six yards a carry, too, which is awesome. 
in six games in 2020 at 1,072 yards with 19 touchdowns. That's crazy. Crazy. So that's my pick in the sixth round. Uh, we do have a second pick in the sixth round, and my my pick for this is Dalen Hayes out of Notre Dame. I don't know a lot about him, um, which some of the guys I know a little bit more about, but he's someone that seems pretty athletic. You know, he, he, he didn't do a lot at Notre Dame, um, but he also kind of always seemed to be playing behind players like Okwara and, and Kareem. So there's always kind of been players ahead of him. Uh, I'm using a lot of the, a lot of the information I'm getting is from the NFL draft Bible. And with that, that's where, you know, they, they kind of call him like a, a canvas that has yet to be touched a player that has been buried on, on the depth chart and very talented, but very raw. And I think that's something that we can work with. You know, that's something that Graham can really try to mold him how, how Graham wants him to. And he's someone that is tough. You know, he, he always tries to play through injuries. He's a tough player. Um, he was a high, high, highly recruited player coming out of uh, Michigan. And yeah, I, I just think it's someone that can kind of fit right into what the Giants need. He'll be a rotational player, someone to kind of learn, you know, keep this defense young. And I mean, it's already ex- extremely young, but just throw in another young player that I think will, will kind of fit right in. And guys, that is, that's the draft for the Giants. There are two players that I kind of want the Giants to target that will be undrafted players. The first one is running back Otis Anderson Jr. No, he is not Otis Anderson, um, that player's son. <laughs> um but this guy is just one of those players that he's an extremely hard worker. Um, he, he's one of those players that will just do anything that the coaches ask him to. He can play special teams. He can punt return. He can kick return. He played football for the UCF Knights. And he's he's kind of a, a hybrid player. You know, he, he can, he's a running back, but he, he can run routes. He's So he can kind of play that wide receiver role too. So he's someone that I think is very versatile. He can play special teams. He can kind of do just a little bit of everything. You know, in his career, he's had 91 receptions. And he ran for, well, I guess his senior year, he ran for 687 yards. And you, you throw in another 79 re- reception yards, but that's the least he's ever had. Uh, three years prior to that, he had 350, 230, and 365. So he's just a player that can kind of do a little bit of everything. It's kind of small. You know, he could be in that like Curtis Samuel role where he's kind of learning maybe to be a wide receiver or maybe maybe he stays at running back and, and kind of just does a little bit of everything. But he seems like kind of like a jack of all trades, a player that can do a little bit of everything. And yeah. Someone that's going to work hard, you know, he's going to fit right into what Judge wants out of his players. I think Otis Anderson would be a player I would target as a as a free agent in this draft because he's probably not going to get drafted. There is one other player I'd I'd like to look at, and that's Zach Thomas, quarterback at Appalachian State. He's not going to get drafted, you know. I I'd like to draft a quarterback somewhere, but in this draft, it really just didn't work out, and we don't have a lot of picks, you know, so kind of, you know, did what we could with what we had, you know, <laughs> uh, but he is a player that he was uh, the Sun Belt Offensive Player of the Year in the 2018 season, 32 and six as a starter, so he knows how to win. He was a two-star recruit, and he's just someone that's going to give it give it his all, you know, he he's a dual threat quarterback. He's someone that can run. He's someone that can throw. He's quick. He's, oh, he's a little short. He's six foot, six two, somewhere around there, I think. Um, 
he doesn't have the greatest arm strength, but he's fairly accurate. Um, he, he still has enough arm strength, I believe, to kind of do the job in the NFL. Uh, but he's someone that could be an interesting player to develop. You know, maybe he's someone that could turn out to be kind of a Taysom Hill, Hill role. Um, I don't know if he's, you know, a quarterback of the NFL for the future type thing, but he could be someone that could be interesting to develop um, behind Daniel Jones and just see what we have in him. Uh, can throw, can run. Maybe we could, you know, do some trick plays or something with him, which, you know, in, in a Jason Garrett offense probably isn't going to happen. But I'd love to see like a little Taysom Hill roll for him where he can do just a little bit of everything, but maybe he can throw a little bit more than what Taysom Hill can because Taysom Hill can't throw the ball. So, yeah, uh, that's that's what I got, guys. You know, it's not an extremely long podcast, I'd say. It's around 30 minutes. It gets a little tricky when you're by yourself. <laughs> you know, when I have guests on, you know, they can go an hour and a half and, and still want to keep going. So, it's a mock draft. It's, it's you know, it's some spots I like, some spots I don't like. I know the, the fourth-round pick is Seth Williams. I didn't love, but there, at, at that spot, there just wasn't a lot else that I was – completely thrilled with you know let's go and look at that that pick um oh sorry here we go seth williams so yeah who else you know paulson adebo went right before him nico collins went right before him hunter long um aaron banks pat werner so there weren't a lot of players i was like super stoked about trey sermon with the pick after so that is a player i i considered chris evans was a player i considered um but you know when I was looking at the wide receivers, there was like Amari Rogers, um, and really no one else I was super pumped about. You know I did consider Sean Wade cornerback, but you know with the the new news that we brought in um, McCordy for a visit, uh, so I think he's going to be kind of the player in the back pocket for what the what the Giants might be looking at doing. And but there's just really nothing else there that really excited me you know jamie newman was a guy i considered uh but i felt like you know we're not really in a position right now to take a quarterback that high so i wanted to, to get a player that i thought really could kind of help contribute for a place where maybe you know he could be asked to play you know if, if we have any injuries which injuries are a part of the game you know he may be asked to step in and yeah that that's what i got guys so i hope you enjoyed the show yeah, you know, we're about a week and a half away from the draft. I can't wait. I'm pumped about it. I'll be interested to do a couple of these other beers that I got in the next couple of episodes. If anyone wants to come on and do a beer of the episode, that would be fun. And we'll kind of go from there. So we'll just recap quick what the picks were. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama in the first. Wyatt Davis in the second. I did kind of consider some other picks there too. Um, you know, Dickerson, I think, was was there um let's see who else Zaven collins diami brown but obviously if we take you know waddle i'm not gonna take him there um jabril jabril cox i considered but yeah eh, i was i was happy with the pick of Wyatt davis there i think that was the right pick um chad Surratt in the third who i think will come in right away and he needs a little bit of work maybe he maybe he won't start right away but I bet you he'll take that over pretty quickly. I do like take Crowder guys. That doesn't mean I don't. I just think that the talent that's there with with Chasserat at in the third round is is too much to pass up on. And you know we're trying to get good players. Injuries happen. There's nothing saying that you know take Crowder might not rotate in a lot. 
It's something we always do. There's nothing saying that, you know, he's not going to contrib- contribute on special teams still. Keep in mind, guys, he was Mr. Irrelevant. So while we're all excited about what, what he has done for us, it's never a bad thing to look to upgrade any position, you know. It's just kind of how this, this draft worked. And then after Chaz, we went Seth Williams, Jarrett Patterson, Dalen Hayes, and then the two undrafted guys I talked about, Zach Thomas and Otis Anderson Jr. So guys, and, and like I said too, NFL Draft Bible, that's where I, I was kind of getting most of my scouting stuff from. I'm not a scout, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, but I do know a little and I'd love to like get into watching film a little bit more specifically to be able to talk a little bit more about it because it's super weird. I feel like using other people's information to do this type of stuff, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, there are some, is some stuff I can find on YouTube and stuff like that, but, um, maybe it's something I'll have to look into a little bit more guys. I'll probably try to do one more episode next week. Um, maybe next weekend actually. And we'll, we'll kind of tie it right into the draft. And maybe I'll see if I can get some friends on to do do like a full first round mock. That might be fun. Have friends pick their their teams. And we'll go from there. So for the moment, let's freaking go.